Jesus, we thank you that we can come to you today. Thank you, God, that you're with us wherever we're at. You're meeting there with us. You're present with us. Thank you that your ears are always open to our prayers. Thank you that you give us courage and strength when we need it the most. So God, today we thank you for the ability just to come and ask you to help us. Ask us, ask you to be with us, God. And we thank you that as long as we have breath in our lungs, you're going to listen to us. You're going to hear us. Thank you, God, for the blessings you give. Thank you, God, for the times you've helped us, even this week. And so, God, I pray as we look into your word today that something that's said, a, a scripture, a quote, a lyric from one of these worship songs, God, that they would help us to draw closer to you, that they would connect right where we're at today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Hey, I want to say welcome to you today. Thanks for joining us wherever and whenever you're watching this here on this Labor Day weekend. Uh, can you believe that we're already in September? But I hope that if you're not at home, you're watching this and participating someplace really cool. <laughs> but uh, thanks for that, no matter if you're watching uh, on your TV or on your phone or on your computer, maybe an iPad. Uh, we're glad you're here. Isn't it amazing that we can join in Newburgh and Carleton and Yamhill County, wherever, and even outside of the state? So we say welcome to you, and we're glad you're here. And you know, we have been the last six weeks in this series, and we call it Stay Positive. So we've been talking about staying positive for the last, last six weeks. We've been talking optimism, and we're, we're all facing these waves of extreme negativity. We, we have been facing the things that are coming against us, and we're staying positive. We're talking about the spiritual optimism of the trust in God that only God can take what is bad and turn it to good, that all things can work together for them that are called according to his purpose. So that's what we've been talking about. And you might remember we uh, have talked about enough of the bad news. That's where we started with. And then you might remember we talked about 10,000 reasons to be encouraged. And then we talked about the fact that God is always with us and God will always help us and he's never finished with us until we get to heaven. We talked about gratitude. And then last week, you might remember, we talked about pray positive. But let me be honest with you, staying positive takes courage. It really takes courage. Staying positive when things around you are good is one thing. <laughs> but staying positive when everything sounds off and blasts negative at you. That's another thing. And it takes courage, and it will take God being God. And we can employ all the positive that we can and feel around us, and it might seem like there's no good options, but today I want to share with you a story from the Old Testament. And I believe that this story illustrates the courage that it takes to trust God, the courage that it takes to be positive. When everything around us might look negative, when there seems to be obstacles in our way, obstacles of fear, obstacles of distraction, obstacles that might feel like we have no option, but we can continue to stay positive in that. And we're going to find it in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 14. 1 Samuel, chapter 14. Let me give you a little context here in this. You see, God has given Israel their first king, and his name is Saul. 
Now Saul was chosen out of everyone in Israel to be the first king. And the Bible literally says he stands head and shoulders above everyone else. And he started out good. But then he began to try to do things his own way instead of God's way. You ever been there? He tried to make things make sense to himself. So he said, well, this makes sense to me, so it must be God. And he wouldn't listen to the prophet Samuel when he told him, this is what you need to do to obey. And he would do things his own way. Saul looked really good on the outside, but he never seemed to win the inner battles that he struggled with. And I think this is a great illustration of that today. You see that Saul was uh, leading Israel against their arch enemy, the Philistines. And at this time, in this passage that we're reading, the Philistines are pretty much in control. They have been uh, outnumbered, the, the Israelites, and they were controlling everything around them. And they had come against them uh, with a massive army. And Saul is supposed to be waiting for the prophet before the prophet to get there so he can bless the army. But Saul does things his own way, and he does the sacrifice himself, and it causes discouragement, and, and his army begins to fade away. And we see that God just allows Saul to make his own choices, but it, in the end, it surrounded him with fear. And basically, he's afraid to obey. Now, Saul has a son by the name of Jonathan, and Jonathan is different. In fact, the Bible says that Jonathan is more like King David. Now, right after the story, King David is going to be anointed as a king, and there will be a period of time before David becomes king. But the Bible says they were just alike. They were, in fact, they were best friends. And we see that Jonathan has the faith and the trust in God that leads to courage. And so we see that Saul is a coward, but his son Jonathan is courageous. And that's the first point I want to let you know about today before we jump to the scripture is that cowardice and courage are both contagious. They will spread, both of them. And what we've learned in the last few months, man, haven't we learned more than we want to about contagion, <laughs> about viruses that can be contagious, and they will spread. And we've seen it spread, spread, spread. But let me tell you, there's other things that will spread in your life. One of it is faith will spread, courage will spread. It's contagious, but so are his cowardice. And we see those that surrounded Saul, they were influenced by his cowardice. And those that surrounded Jonathan, they were influenced and changed by his courage. So let's uh, jump into the story. What we see is that Saul has done things his own way, and so he is basically hanging out. It says, under a pomegranate tree, that's the location he was at, and he had about 600 men around him. And they were just waiting, waiting to wait. Nobody was doing anything. But the Philistines had brought their whole army, and they were waiting just over the pass. The Bible says that they had over 30,000 chariots and 6,000 horsemen, plus all the, the foot infantry. It was more than they could count. And here is Saul with the 600 guys. And... The enemy had made sure that they didn't have any weapons. That's another caveat to this story. The Philistines had been in charge, so they made sure there was no blacksmiths allowed to work in Israel. So the only thing they could do was go repair a plow, and they would have to go to a Philistine blacksmith. So the only two weapons in the camp, or swords, was on Saul and on Jonathan. So you're kind of getting the picture here. 
Saul with his 600 guys are waiting and watching and cowering in fear. And the huge army is out there over the hill and no one knows what to do. How do you stay positive in that? You know what? Being positive takes courage. And the story changes right here with Jonathan and his armor bearer. And he slips away from the negative. He slips away from the, 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 the negative vibe with his father and those 600 men. And he tells his armor bearer, let's go and see what we're up against. And that's where we jump into our scripture in 1 Samuel 14, 6 and 7. And Jonathan says, let's go across to the outpost of those pagans, Jonathan said to his armor bearer. Perhaps the Lord will help us. Think about that for a minute. Perhaps the Lord will help us. For nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or only a few. You see, God's ways are not like our ways, and God doesn't count strength in numbers like our culture counts strength in numbers. And Jonathan dialed into something here that he had the courage to step forward. And look how his armor bearer replies. Verse 7, it says, do what you think is best, the armor bearer replied. I am with you completely, whatever you decide. One translation says, I'm with you heart and soul. I love what Jonathan says there. Perhaps God will help us. Jonathan was in a negative environment. Nothing but bad news all around him. Every channel that he turned to was negative. Ever been there? Everything he looked to on the internet was negative. And I know I'm being kind of dumb. But he was between two cliffs and he didn't have very good options. Neither way looked good. You see, Saul was figuring with his own understanding and he didn't think there was a way. But Jonathan was trusting in God. And being positive in a negative environment takes courage. And if everywhere you look, it seems worse and there's no good options, what do you do? How do you find the positive? Well, here's what Jonathan did. He put it on God. He said, you know what? I can't figure this out and I can't see it except for God. He put it on God. Perhaps God will help us. Let's go check it out and let's put it on God. What do you need to put on God today? What is not adding up? Is it finances? Is it a relationship? Is it just your outlook on hope for the future? Is it the politics you're watching? Can we just put it on God and say, you know what? Perhaps God's got a plan because I can guarantee you in your life, if you let him, he does have a plan. And so this is what Saul could never understand. You see Saul acting time and time again out of fear, yet Jonathan is staying positive by faith. You know what? Fear will steal your positive, and fear will steal your faith. So you got Saul over here under the tree. He's sheltering in place. <laughs> See how I did that right there? Okay, anyway, he's sheltered in place. He's got 600 men. They're, they're staying there. They want to see what happened. But guess what's happening? Nothing is happening because he's afraid to move. And Jonathan, with a friend, this armor bearer, he is loyal, he is brave, and he says, let's go over there. And as his armor bearer we just read, he says, I'm with you completely. Please notice the difference between these two leaders. Courage versus cowardice, and they're both contagious. Positive versus negative, and guess what? They both will spread. You wanna be negative in your home? Guess what, it's gonna spread. You wanna be negative in your relationships? Guess what? It's, you wanna be negative in your social media posts? <laughs> it's gonna spread. 
What are you dealing, if you will? And I love how Jonathan turns to a partner. You know, it's so great when you've got somebody. With, if you don't have someone with you that loves Jesus and is behind you and with you, I'm telling you, get a partner. Because sometimes when I'm alone, it feels one way. But when someone else comes in and says, man, I'm with you, that just gives you a little bit more courage to know that somebody's in this with me. And I love this about this story. So maybe you need to find somebody like that, or maybe God's calling you to be that to someone else, to come alongside someone and say, man, I'm with you. Let's see what God can do. Perhaps God. I love that. And a partner can give you courage. And here's another point. Only courage allows you to do what you're afraid to do. Only courage allows you to do what you're afraid to do. Because again, fear is contagious and it will spread to other areas. But faith will give you courage to move ahead in spite of fear. And according to scripture, fear is not the opposite of faith. A lot of times we want to say, well, you got fear or have you got faith? Actually, fear is the opposite of love. Look what the scripture says, for God hasn't given us the spirit of what? Fear, but of love and of a sound mind. I vote for more sound minds in our culture today. <laughs> 1 John 4, 8 says this, that perfect love casts out what? Fear. So when we're afraid, that's the opposite of love. And here's something else we didn't know, that fear is an obstacle. Why are we saying we've got to have courage? Because fear can be an obstacle that keeps us from obeying what faith is leading us to do. Now, one more caveat in the story we read in verses 3 and 4 says that no one had realized that Jonathan had left the Israelite camp but to reach the Philistine outpost, Jonathan had to go between two rock cliffs, and they were called Bows and Senna. This is interesting. It tells us what's going on. So you've got the, the, the pomegranate tree with Saul and 600 guys over here, and you've got the Philistines up uh, over, over here, and in between are these two cliffs. And these cliffs of fear, they're obstacles, but Jonathan saw them as just obstacles. And he says, you know what? If we can just get beyond these two obstacles, God's going to meet us there. I love his faith in this. Notice that there are names to this cliff. Every once in a while, you will read scripture and there'll be things that we say, no, why did they put in that detail? For some reason, these two rock cliffs he had to get through was Bose and Senna. And I wonder about sometimes why they name these things. But then I start thinking about, you know what? <laughs> My obstacles have names too. Maybe your obstacles have some names. I have this obstacle called pride, and it keeps me from obeying faith that I want to do so much of the time. <laughs> I have this cliff called greed, <laughs> and maybe it's more just that I'm afraid to give, and I can't get over that obstacle to be the generous person God wants me to be. I don't know if you've ever been there. You know, I have this rocky past called unforgiveness, and it keeps me from the freedom God wants me to live in. God, help us get past our obstacles. Fear is just an obstacle. And these tight passes that we have to navigate through can be intimidating, and they need to be questioned. And that's what Jonathan did. He said, I'm not, I'm not willing just to sit here. I'm not okay with just hanging out under this tree without looking past these obstacles and see it what we can do. If we can just get to the other side of these two cliffs, there's opportunity on the other side. And what does he say? Perhaps God. 
You see, no one who is sitting back under the tree is going to see this. <laughs> Why is that? Because they're on the other side of the obstacle. And Jonathan makes this powerful statement for nothing can hinder the Lord. He can win a battle whether he has many warriors or a few. And the question is looking at history through hindsight. And he had to look back and he had to figure out two things about God. He said, you know what? If I'm gonna get over this obstacle, I gotta find out who God was. I look back and see who God was in the past. Can God and does God? That's what he had to get to. Can God do this? And has God have a reputation of doing this? Has God and can God? The next time you're between two cliffs with whatever names they're out there, those things that are keeping you in fear, I want you to ask yourself, has God helped in the past? Has God helped in the past? I ever heard of God showing up and helping someone in need of strength? Has God? Well, Jonathan had to say yes. And, and then ask yourself honestly when you're facing this, is anything too hard for God? Really, is there any obstacle that God cannot overcome? So that says, can God? And let's be real. With everything that has been happening in our economy and all the unknown, especially financially, can I just say that sometimes I can get afraid to give? I, the question becomes, am I going to give anyway? Am I going to tithe anyway? Sometimes when I'm starting to write that check, I say, hey, perhaps God will bless this gift. Well, I have to go back in history and say, well, has God blessed me in the past? Absolutely. Can God do anything with a little bit or a lot? Absolutely. So there's my answer. You might be just in a place like I am and so tired of the social unrest and the racial divide. The question we said, I'm sure that there's a group of people to blame and I'm angry. But here's the question, am I going to love anyway? Perhaps God can use my love to make a difference. Well, wait a minute, has God used love in the past to make a difference? Can God use my actions to make a small difference? Absolutely, the answer is yes. You see where we're getting with this. Jonathan had to come to a place where I'm not gonna trust what I see, I'm gonna get past these obstacles because God has and God can. I'm so afraid that the political outcome is going to be so much worse than what, worse than what maybe I think should happen. But here's the question. Am I going to trust that God is in charge of who's in charge? <laughs> Perhaps God will do his will no matter the noise, no matter what you see. God's will will be done. Well, I gotta go back. Has God? The Bible says that the heart of the king is in the hands of God, that God raises up and takes down leaders. Guess what? God's in charge of who's in charge. He always has been, and can God do a miracle? Can God do what he wants to do? Absolutely. No matter who leads this country, the question is, who's leading my life? Has God? Can God? Maybe We'll get away from all the noise and we get back to, maybe you might be at a place where you say, this relationship is over. I can't hope any longer. I don't, I don't want to be taken advantage of again. And the question is, 
Am I going to trust God with this relationship? Am I going to trust God to step out in faith one more time, to be vulnerable one more time, to allow him to make a change one more time? I'm not going to give up because I'm trusting God. Has God done that in the past? I can give you example after example, and you can too, where God has shown up. And maybe you're in a period right, ta- right now where you're between the has and the can. But just like Jonathan, he says, you know what? Whether God's got a little or God's got a lot, he can and will show up. There is a place of courage for you to walk in today. And you can be like Saul, and you can stay under the safety of a tree, and you can do nothing, and you can accomplish nothing, and you can see no miracle, because you're trying to figure it out in your own understanding. The Bible says that we trust in the Lord with all our heart and we don't lean to our own understanding. Why does the Bible say don't lead to your own understanding? Guess why? Because our own understanding ain't gonna cut it, especially today, especially in my life, especially with the relational issues I have, especially with, with the leadership issues I'm gonna face, especially with the financial things that I'm facing. My understanding isn't going to make it. The Bible says, if I trust in the Lord with all my heart, I don't have to lean to that. And that's what Saul could never get. It wasn't that he didn't have resources. He had a prophet, Samuel, that would have walked him through. And Samuel would just say, hey, just wait for me to get there. And you read the Old Testament, and you'll see. He could never wait, because he was always leaning on his own understanding. And it left him under a tree, sheltering in place, waiting it out, and he saw nothing happen. And he was stopped in fear. Listen, that's not safe. It just feels easier. It just feels easier. Or we can ask God for the spirit of Jonathan to come up inside of us, and we can see the example of this guy that said, Perhaps God can save us out of this. Perhaps. The days of God showing up and showing off are not over. I'm inspired by and I hear stories of incredible moves of God in countries all over the world. And it's happened right here in the United States. How come we think that the days of God showing up and showing off are over? Let me tell you, we got to stay positive. Perhaps God will show up. Has God? Yes, he has. Can God? Yes, he does. And he can. And I don't think that's sticking our head in the sand or putting our head in the clouds. I think that's just trusting a God who can do the impossible. One place in Scripture says he can do immeasurably more than my little pea brain can ask or think. No amens on my pea brain size, please. Thank you. But you know what? Has God? Can God? He does, and he will. If you just stay positive and you let your faith lead you to that place of courage, be careful because it's contagious. Let me tell you what, if you start standing in faith in your home, don't be surprised if it begins to spread to people around you. If you begin to stay positive and connected at your place of work, don't be surprised if you don't get to be known as the man or the woman that has some positivity, and it begins to spread. But let me just tell you, the opposite is also true. If you're going to focus on the negative and focus on everything that's going wrong, guess what? Guess that's going to spread too. 
But it might just start something good if you begin to realize, wait a minute, God has and God can and perhaps God. On the other side of these obstacles, perhaps God. Well, I'll tell you the end of this story and I encourage you to go read the rest of 1 Samuel chapter 14. Jonathan and his armor bearer, they do climb up. They do get past those obstacles. And the Philistines say, come on up here and we'll teach you a lesson. (laughs) But the Bible says that Jonathan and his armor bearer won an incredible battle. And guess what? It began to be contagious in a couple ways. Fear began to spread through the Philistine ranks. And then the Bible says that an earthquake came in about the same time. How's that for timing? And they begin to melt away. And all of a sudden, Saul, who was under the tree, <laughs> cowering in fear, he begins to say, what's that noise? What am I hearing? Something's spreading. What is it? And all he had known is that fear would spread around him. But then he began to see that faith was moving. And two scouts came back and said, the enemy is running away as fast as they can. And when Saul joined the battle, he found that they were killing each other. You see, what Jonathan started was contagious. One act of courage started something new, changed the outcome. Now listen, your act of courage, (laughs) it might not change this nation or the outcome of what we see on the streets or in politics, but guess what? Your act of courage just might change your life. It might just change someone in your family. It could change my family. It might just take me from where I've been fearful to where I can be hopeful. It can take me from where I've had no courage to where I have massive courage. It can help me to go from the negative to the positive. But I want to warn you, Because like we read in this story, it can be contagious. And that's my prayer for you today. And I'm going to end with this today. I just want you to know, be of courage. If you read through the scriptures over and over, one of the main things that an angel of God always loves to say to people is, don't be afraid. Be of courage. Another place says, be of great courage over and over. And if you'll look, When they say, be of courage and don't be afraid, there's always a reason to be scared and afraid. Always. It just is. But I would say today, no matter what you're facing, God's word to you is, guess what? Stay positive. God has and God can. If we trust him. If we look to him. Yeah, cowardice is contagious. But so is courage. Negative spreads, but so does positivity. We can trust the God that was in the Old Testament is the same God that's in the New Testament and that's the same God that's with us right now. Would you just trust him today? Can I pray with you? Father, I thank you today that you love us and that you're there to give us courage no matter what we see. God, forgive me for hanging out too much under the pomegranate tree and focusing on what I don't have, focusing on what I don't see, focusing on what I'm afraid of. Forgive me for that. God, I pray, and I pray for the friends that are listening right now, that are joining in this message right now, that you would give us the spirit of a Jonathan that would be willing to go through our, no, 
are obstacles to, to make it through those rocky passes that whatever the names are, but just to get to the other side to see perhaps God has got something going. And God, I know that there's another side to our obstacles, whether it be financial, relational, political, what's going on in our cities and our streets. God, there is, a, there is another side on the other side of this obstacle. And thank you, God, that you have in the past. And thank you, God, that there's nothing too big for you to accomplish in the future. And Lord, I pray for my friends right now that they would be able to lean in to what positive means in their life, to what courage means in their life. Thank you that you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of a sound mind. Thank you that perfect love casts out fear. And you can replace that with the courage it's gonna take take some bold steps. Lord, I pray for those that might wanna give their life to Christ right now, that, that they are feeling that in their life they need to straighten their life and their relationship up with Jesus. And God, thank you that's as simple and as powerful as just saying, Jesus, come into my life. Jesus, I wanna follow you. Be my friend. God, thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us and walk with us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. I hope that uh, this message has been a blessing to you today. And if you've made a decision for Christ to invite him into your life, amazing. I know right there the host will, will connect with you. You just might just say, hey, I've made a decision. Follow that prompt. Maybe just like a comment. We will connect with you. We will stand with you and help you in your next steps. Maybe the decision you're making today is just you're going to move from fear to courage. You're going to move from negative to positive, and you're going to see how it can spread in your own life. I believe that for you today. You know, next Sunday, we are going to be meeting right here on our campus outdoors, an outside service, an event we used to call The Taste, but it's been reformatted to be safe and according to uh, CDC protocols. So make sure, look for those emails from us so that you can register for that event. We'd love to see you next Sunday outside, 10 a.m., right here at 502 South St. Paul Highway. We're even going to throw in lunch. It's going to be great. But until I see you then, I pray that God would bless you and keep you. I pray that God would turn his face towards you and shine his countenance on your life. Do you know what that face says? Courage. Be of good courage. Let it spread to your life. In Jesus' name, God bless you as you live the life today.